Have you ever been in a deep conversation with someone? Maybe over dinner? Or maybe you've been working hard in the garden? Or even you're just relaxing and enjoying a good book? And while you're doing so, the sun goes down and you find yourself unaware that suddenly you're now squinting or you're starting to even get tired in your eyes because of the strain of looking into the dim light. When you realise, you suddenly go, it's really dark, isn't it? I might go on and switch the light on. And then, what relief. And you go, why didn't I do that sooner? Has anyone ever been in that sort of a situation? No? (laughs) Surprise, surprise. That happens to me all the time. (laughs) Often it might be in my office. I'm there working away, and whilst I'm working away, um, you notice that um, the the skylight is there, and and suddenly you just go, it's really dark. It's like, oh, it's because it's home time. (laughs) I need to go home, and I need to go go and prepare and go and do the things that I'm supposed to be doing. On the last week of our short series of Looking Forward... We're going to be spending a bit of time being encouraged in looking forward as a church, RTCC, and being reminded that Jesus is a light for our path. My prayer is that this morning you will be drawn to the light, wherever you are this morning on your journey with Christ. So let's pray. Jesus, I pray that as I'm speaking now, Holy Spirit, would you reveal the word? Would you encourage everyone here this morning to be pursuing you, to be walking in the light, and to be a shining example before all men that you are the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. Well... We're going to be hearing a couple of times um, the word and the light being used as a parallel. Uh, And we just heard it here um, in John chapter 1. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. And the word was God. And it continues down later and says... There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He wasn't the light, but he came to witness about the light, the true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. We see the word here as being a revelation Or an announcement that God is here. It's illuminating the reality that Jesus has come to save the world. The spotlight has suddenly come straight onto Jesus. 
to save us from a dark place. A place with no way out, with no exit, unless there is someone to show us the way. The true light. Jesus. So what do we learn about this light in this passage? We come to know that um, to um, this true light, first of all, we're called to believe in the true light. If you have a look um, further down, the true light was coming into the world. He was in the world and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, but his own people did not receive him. But all who did receive him, who believed in his name. So the first thing is, we're called to believe in the true light. Why? So that we could become children of God. That's why the light has come. So that we might, we might become children of God. Of God. How good's that? He says that the light came further down to be full of grace and truth in verse 14. He is coming in a way of not judgment, God did not come to the world to condemn the world, but to save the world, full of grace and truth. It was a revelation of going, this is the way to salvation. This is the way to heaven. This is the way to eternal life and to be able to have your sin dealt with once and for all, which prevents you to becoming before a holy God. We learn that the light came so that people might believe. We learn that the light is full of grace and truth and that the light is offered to us from his fullness because that is who he is. He is full of grace and truth. He's not just there and he's hoping that there'll be enough for everyone. He is the light. He is full of grace and he is the truth. If you further on, um, John talks in chapter 8 and verse 12, continuing this analogy of light. And it reads this. John chapter 8 and verse 12. Again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. He came to give us life in all of its fullness. Here we don't see Jesus just proclaiming him as the light of the world, but he's sending out an invitation to come and follow the light so that we can also have the light. So I want to encourage you right from the beginning of this sermon today, follow the light. Don't walk around and stay in darkness. Jesus didn't say, I am a light. Did you notice that? He said, I am the light. He's the only illumination, full revelation of what it means to be set free 
from sin and death. Darkness. This means there's no darkness which is associated with Jesus. He's pure light. There's no sin. He's perfect. He's holy. There is no bad part of Jesus. He's all good. <laughs> you know, heaven is described as a place of no darkness. It's a place of holiness and of purity. And all light comes from God. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. Jesus is revealing a full revelation of this word, going, I am proclaiming to you the way. I am proclaiming you. I'm illuminating into your life, which you've been waiting for so long, to say, here is the way to salvation. I am the light. Some of you might have heard discussions of what heaven's a bit like. And in Revelation chapter 21 and verse 23 says this. Let's start with verse 22. And I saw no temple in the city, for its temple is the Lord God, the Almighty and the Lamb, which is often another way that we are used to describe Jesus. And the city has no need for sun or moon to shine on it. For the glory of God gives its light and its lamp is the lamb. By its light will the nations walk and the kings of the earth will bring their glory into it. Its gates will never be shut by day. And there will be no night there. How cool is that? That's the description of what heaven's like. It's absent from darkness. There is no darkness. Jesus is the light. He is the one who brings full revelation of what it means to have eternal life. If you want to know what eternal life's like, meet Jesus. He will show you the way. The reality is this world... And we've seen, seem to see it more and more, is full of darkness. Isn't it? The world is full of darkness. And so it brings us a whole lot of questions are going, so where is everything up to? I'm sorry, I keep on losing my way on my iPad. Um, what, keep on going, so, so what's going to happen? Um, is, is this it? What happens after we die? Conversations around heaven and hell. Well, again, if we go back to that John chapter 1 passage, verses 9 to 13, to all who believe that he is the light, if you follow Jesus, you will find that he will give you the right to be children of God. He brings assurance that for those who believe in him can know your security in life after death. He shines a light into what that will look like. 
And you know what it is? If you're a true child of God, it's perfect. There's no darkness. It's fantastic. John 3.16, and we just sung about it earlier. God so loved the world that whoever believes in him will not perish, but will have everlasting life. The full revelation of Jesus coming in grace and truth. A holy God coming to rescue us. Jesus came as the light came to set us free from the darkness, came to show us the light to follow to eternal life. Anyone here been scared in the dark? A few people. I know my kids should be putting their hands up. (laughs) You guys are very quiet today. I've been scared in the dark. One of the scariest times I've ever had in the dark was in my early days um, being um, children's and youth pastor here. It was around about 2007. I was here late one night and um, I packed up to go home. It was again, I'd lost track of time. (laughs) And I'm starting to head home. It was dark. And something about just, I just had this, this feeling which I get often, did I, did I lock the door? <laughs> I'm not actually sure if I locked the door. And when I'm saying lock the door, I'm talking about the shed door. And so I just wandered down in the darkness, started to open up the back shed door and stumbled a little bit because there's always stuff in the shed and looking for the light to be able to turn on. And when I was just about to go feeling for the light in the dark, I suddenly heard a movement. I instantly went, who's there? Well, of course, there's going to be someone there. They're not going to go, oh, sorry, it's me. <laughs> but I froze. I'm like, I've got to get out of here. So I quickly retreated, tripped over a couple of things, pelted back to my car, got out my big mag light, came racing back. Just as I came back to the shed, I got just enough time to see a guy quickly racing around the edge of the building and taking off. In the darkness, there was traps and there was things going on. And, and it's, there's good reason why we can get scared. And we can get scared in what's happening in this world, in this darkness. But if we come to the light, he will shine into that situation and give you assurance of the way forward. When you're in the light, you don't have any fear. You can trust him because you are a child of God. Are you a child of God? I want to send out this invitation to you here this morning. Maybe you've come for many a times. Maybe you came last week and you heard Aaron inviting you to come and meet the Good Shepherd. And you're going, I didn't actually stand up last week, but I, I really am not sure. God is calling you this morning and he's inviting you to become a child of God to come to the light the good shepherd to be able to know looking forward you have no fear because God has you Um, come and talk to us today if you're going I need to know this I need to have that assurance of salvation I need 
to be a follower of Jesus, I need to follow the light. I want to invite you to do that. John, at the beginning, says that John the Baptist came to testify the light, but he himself was not the light. Jesus is the light. And so when we look about that here um, in our church, what does that look like for us? Jesus is the light. We need to know and be declaring as a church, Roman Terrace Community Church, that we're not the light. (laughs) Jesus is. Tim Blatch isn't the light. The best uh, TV show with the best preaching is not the light. Jesus is the light. And we want to point everyone towards Jesus. That's why we belong in this community. We want, as Psalm 27 says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? When we're in the light, we don't have that fear. Whom shall I be afraid? So let's, as God's children here at Raymond Terrace Community Church, children of God, be encouraged and equipped and motivated to be going about in our daily lives knowing that Jesus has provided the way forward. So trust him. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6, one of Matt Blanche's favourite passages, which he has spoken fondly here in the past. Trust in the Lord. With all of your heart, don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Which brings us to the second point for today. Um, Over the uh, um, early January, um, the Blatch family went to Port Macquarie for a quick holiday. And um, in that holiday... Um, you can see I took a photo um, here of... Um, have you got the first one there, Sandra? I, I saw, saw this. I was going for a walk at night, and I like taking photos at night and just enjoy doing that. And um, I was quite amazed at, at this. Does anyone know what this is? Ribbon? It's like Yeah. It's, it's pretty snazzy, to be honest. It's coming from one point, but it's directly aligned so that boats can come and be in a place where they can have on one side of their boat and one side on the other um, a green and a red to be able to know the direct way to be going into the channel in safety. And I always forget boat people. Zach, you can tell me which one's which. Is green on the right? Doesn't matter. Red on one side, green on the other, go through the middle and you're safe. And um, so you can see then in that place, you can see how as that spreads out, you can see that people, if they go through the channel in that place, they will be able to um, travel safely into this channel, into the bay of safety. Um, Safe passageway. Has anyone ever um, been late at night and everyone is asleep and you're trying not to wake them and you're going to bed really um, gingerly and carefully so you don't wake anyone at one o'clock in the morning or whatever time it is 
and you're just coming along and then and you step on something or there's a trap and you trip and you fall over. I don't know how many times I've tried to do that in the middle of the night whilst I've got my phone in my hand, which has a torch in it. And you just go, why didn't I just turn the torch on and I would be able to see where all the obstacles are. Because when you turn on the light, it shows where all the obstacles are and where the traps are that you can be moving around and navigating. It will show you the right way to go. Well, as Luke read a little earlier from Psalm 119, it says there, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. When we first opened up into the book of John, um, we heard in the beginning was the word. And then all the way through the New Testament in trying to prepare for today, we realize that the word is used with a couple of Greek words. One is called logos and the other one is called rima. Both of them are talking about the revelation of God. The, the logos is the, the full revelation about who God is and his character and everything about it and the direction and, and what that is. And the, and the rima is the utterance of God or a direct prophetic word into saying, this is what you should do. It's, it's this idea of the word revealing who God is and what he wants for you. Now, I don't understand the full um, idea between the Old Testament and the New Testament, Hebrew and Greek, but it would seem that in the Psalms, there's a word called um, debar, which is used for this idea of word, and it combines the two. It's just saying the full revelation of God is found in the word of God, and it's about God, and so follow the word of God because that's God's revelation to you. The Psalm 119 is a very poetic book and it's divided up into different sections of poetry, basically using each of the um, letters of the um, Hebrew alphabet. But each time it's talking about this idea of following God's guidelines or his revelation to you for living. This is how you should live. I'm showing the light, shining the light to be able to show you this is the way you should live so that you can be a follower of me. It's his statutes. It's the word. It's the Bible. It's his commands. It's his precepts. And it goes through different ways of what what that looks like all the way through Psalm 119. And he doesn't split the two of them and go, this is how you should live. He says, God, I want to live this way because you are great. It's, It's the full combination for a follower of Jesus wants to go to the Word of God, wants to read it, be filled with joy because God is throwing light to show you how to live so that you won't get tripped up by the obstacles in your path. He's shining through His Word the way to live so that you can have a sure path into safety. So we recognise Jesus is the light of the world. Well, now what? Well, how do we follow after the light? Well, he's given us a path to follow. 2 Timothy 3, 16, we all know. All scripture is God-breathed and is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, 
that the man of God and woman may be complete and equipped for every good work. We love that, isn't it? That's quite tweetable. Go, you know, what is the what is um, your word is a light to my path, a lamp to my feet, and a light to my path. Well, it's two Timothy three sixteen. All Scripture is God breathed, and it's useful for this. But it's actually not an isolated verse. Straight after that, he says to Timothy to go and preach the word. So go and speak it out now yourself. Learn, walk, follow, and share. Tell everyone else the way. Shine that light. Illuminate Jesus. He's lighting your path. And come say to everyone, hey guys, I found the path. Jesus is the light and he's directing me. Come and follow. That's what we are called to be doing at RTCC. We don't want to be a church which is just getting fat on good Bible teaching here on a Sunday morning, although it's great. We don't even want you getting fat on good teaching and just daily reading of God's Word, although that is fantastic and so important and is so good for you. Rather, we want you doing these things and learning these things because all Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for showing you the way to go and God's desires in your life, but He then wants you to do something with it. He wants you to be allowing that to share with others and to preach the word, to share this word, Dabar, to share this revelation of who God is to everyone around you. You don't just hear about the light and believe in him and then just turn the lights out and try and navigate around your life in darkness. You found the light. And now he's given you guidelines and markers on how to live. We want to read God's word to illuminate our path. We don't want to trip over in darkness. We don't want to have the lights turned down and then suddenly we find ourselves stepping in the dog poop and leaving a yucky, nasty stench around wherever we walk. God is showing you a way to navigate around that so that you don't smell Have you found some Christians around in your life that smell because they're not being guided by the light and they're not walking in the way that God has called them to do? We're not talking about them receiving salvation. We're talking about them taking hold of the word of God, being a light unto their path and walking in that so that others around will benefit and be encouraged by it. A child of God should look very much different living in the light to a child living in darkness. There are things we're called to do. In church, there are things we're called not to do. I really want to encourage you. Are there some areas in your life that the Holy Spirit is encouraging you? It's time to stop walking around in the darkness. Step into the light. The word of God shows these things. He illuminates the way. God has a standard for you as a child of God for living. Don't play good Christians by just doing religious stuff or saying, she'll be right. As long as I believe in Jesus, it's all good. He'll forgive me. 
That's what I've heard quite often. Be faithful Christians. Love Jesus. Be excited about the light and live in the light as the word of God illuminates the path for you in how to live. I want to encourage you if you're being wanting to know how do I do that as a as, as a Christian, Tim, how, how are we going to go further? Have a look in Ephesians chapter 5, which is titled in my Bible, Walk in Love. Verses 6 to 21 reads this. Let no one deceive you with empty words. Because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not become partners with them. For at one time you were darkness. But now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness. Instead, expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of the things that they do in secret. But when anything's exposed by the light, it becomes visible. For anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore, it says, Awake, O sleeper, arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of time because the days are evil. Therefore, don't be foolish. But understand what the will of the Lord is. Do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery. But be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing, making melody to the Lord with your heart. Give thanks always for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence. For Christ. It's what living in the light is like. Be filled with the Spirit, encouraging one another to be followers of the light and walk in that. Don't walk in darkness when He has given you the path, the light to the path, and to walk in that. So, point one Jesus is the light. The true light that is the full revelation and salvation from sin and darkness. The second point, the word is a light to our path. It's the revelation of God and the full expression of who Jesus is and what he has given you the rights to be able to live in. And the final point, we are told to be the light as well as God's children. As Jesus is the light, when we become his children, we become witnesses and testimony of the light. Just like John said, we are the light of the world to show that Jesus is inviting others to become his children also. Before we got to Port Macquarie on our holiday, we stopped at Crowdy Head. I don't know if there's a picture of that. If you can go back one to that one there. And um, we saw this lighthouse. It's one of 13 lighthouses, which is on the, the New South Wales coast. And it's still functional today. And its purpose is to shine its light in a way to draw attention to people that if they continue their current path, they're going to 
come to peril. They're going to hit rock. It puts light on the situation that they're heading for a cliff face. And so if you have a look at that next one, which is not my own personal photo, I got it off Google. Um, It's to illuminate the way for others to be able to see and to know and be pointed to. This light is here as a warning, as a direction, as a place for safety. It's pointing out that it's very important for you to follow this light and its direction. Imagine how useful this lighthouse would be if it was just there historically and the lights never come on. I mean, it used to come on, but not anymore. Is that useful? Not at all. It's, it's there for a purpose. It's to be able to throw light out to rescue others, to draw them towards safety and to warn them that the place they are heading is full of darkness, it's dangerous, you'll end up on the rocks. Matthew 5, verses 14 and 15, says this. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. God's calling you to walk in the light of the word. And as you're doing that, the Holy Spirit is filling you and is shining his light through you and in you so that you are a light to the rest of the world. And we're being told, don't hide it. So let's put some bluntness to this passage in Matthew 5. You are the light of the world. It's not the people who are placed on staff positions here at Raymond Terrace Community Church are the light of the world. It's not, oh yeah, the SRE teachers going into the schools are the light of the world. If you're a child of God, He's calling you to be a light of the world. Not some people, you. And it's not, you shall become light of the world. Did you realise that? Just like that lighthouse, either it shines its light or not, it's a lighthouse. You are the light of the world. So shine your light so that others might see it. You are the light of the world. Not going to become, not was, you are the light of the world so shine your light so that others might see it and it says you are the light of the world not you are the light put your light on as you're coming in on 9 30 on a sunday morning to a church service here at raymond terrace on bible study or when you go and visit some uh religious people (laughs) you are the light of the world in your workplace when you're home when there's no one else around When you're in front of a computer, you are the light of the world in your workplace when it's filled with negativity and you are called not to walk in the darkness like others do, but to be walking in the light and shining on that situation and showing what it's like to live as a child of God.
it should look different. You are the light of the world. Now, if I was to come here, and I've got this light here, and I'm just shining it around, and I come along and I'm doing this, and I come closer to some people, and start shining right in their eyes, does that, does that make you squint and make you go, oh, you know, it, that's really bright. It, it makes you do something. It, it is designed to do that, and some people are not going to appreciate it. Being called as children of light does not mean that everyone's going to be going, oh, fantastic, the light has come. Some people are going to go, oh, oh, it's just too bright, go away. Jesus had that reaction many a time. The point of shining the light to people is not to be able to go, look at the sin in your life. It's not like that at all. It's to be shining your light that people are drawn to it and see that the light that is fueling you, the light that is in you has been fueled by the Holy Spirit. That you're living in the light as he is in the light. So we are a light to the world as God is fueling us. If you put a light under a bowl, how many people see it? Get a candle, put a bowl on top. Is that useful? No. No one sees it. That's true. Could also be a little bit deeper than that. If you're a light candle and you place a bowl over the top, what's happening to the oxygen? Starting to get snuffed out. We're never designed to have a bowl over our light. It's designed to be out and to be fueled with oxygen, to be fueled, to be doing what we are called to do. Otherwise, we'll slowly die. If you um, don't have it under a bowl, it lights everything up around it and it thrives with the oxygen around it. But what about all the wind that comes around the candle? Heavy breeze comes through. Wave starts flicking around. Is it going to get blown out? Well, how do we have a light which shines? It's not under a bowl, but it doesn't blow out. You need the right fuel, don't you? The right fuel which is burning so intensely that flame can't go out. That fuel is the Holy Spirit. If you have the Holy Spirit is, is being fueling your life, then your flame might wriggle around, it might shine, but it's going to be drawing attention in a dark world and it won't go out and people will notice that because Jesus is the light of the world and he is fueling you in being the light of the world to be pointing towards Jesus When we allow the right fuel to be used for our light, then nothing can go wrong. When we choose to use other fuels, then we'll be never effective. (laughs) Have we found that? Like we, we say, you know, the Holy Spirit is our fuel and personal effort. Personal effort will fall away really quickly. You need to rely on the Holy Spirit for your life in shining your light as God is calling you to. It also says you are a city. A city of light can be seen. 
It's observable by people who are in the darkness. If people look at your life, do they see a light? Or is it like, oh, you know, I know they're just one of us. Light is to be observed. People should see the light in your life. Don't hide it. Don't go shiny in people's eyes and go, I'm a, I'm a light. <laughs> That's not the purpose. It's to say, come follow. I have found the light and, it's, and, he's, and that light has even been illuminated in what our pathway should be. God has shown me the way to live life. Do you want to come and see? When you see the light, there's no darkness. When you see the light, you'll know which way God wants you to go. You'll know the way to salvation. Jesus is the light. So how does this look like for us moving forward in Raymond Terrace Community Church? Well, I've got this mirror ball over there. I asked my cousin Billy, would you maybe go over and grab that mirror ball over there for me and maybe place it in the middle of the room? And I need a couple of volunteers. I don't know if this is going to work, to be honest, but we'll, we'll see if it works. If it's a big flop, you'll understand what I'm trying to say. Uh, how about boys down here? Do you guys want to come and help me? Yeah? Can you go over to that light over there? I've got a light which is just there on the... Put it in the middle. There's a light just there. You can pick that up. And then there's a, light, there's a PowerPoint. It's plugged into a PowerPoint there. You can switch it on. And if you come over to this side, there's a light over this side. And you can open up this and we'll turn it on too. Got a light there. Got that. Now, I want you to guys... We might turn the lights off again now, um, Maddie. And if you guys could come over on either side of this mirror ball. And I'll... Whoop. We'll try not to unplug it. Uh, we might have to um, just move... Uh, Billy might need to move that just a bit closer towards the front. And what we want you to do is I want you to shine up towards that mirror ball and you'll see the mirror ball... In the, over there and you shine it there. Can you see that? It's quite noticeable, isn't it? Are you all starting to see lights in your eyes? It's not piercing and awful, but it's noticeable. It's drawing your attention. What does it look like for us to be the light of the world to our community around here in Raymond Terrace? Now, I'm not really expecting tweetable things like, we are to be a mirror ball <laughs> in God's great dance floor. You know, it's, it's, not, it's not what we're being called specifically to do, but like a mirror ball, we are to be reflecting the true light, the true light of the world that it came to rescue people out of darkness. If we all reflect who Jesus is as the light of the world, then all around our community, in our workplaces, around the community of Raymond Terrace and beyond, we'll be starting to see the light of glory, Jesus Christ. I want to be like a mirror ball. I want to be a reflection of who Jesus is in our everyday life. Who's with me on that? Yeah? Jesus is the light. The word is a light to our path as God's full revelation. And we are called to be the light of the world, reflecting Jesus.
Father, I just thank you for sending Jesus. Thank you for his full revelation to come and save us from our sin, to expose the darkness and to remove the darkness once and for all for whoever would come and follow him, forever who would believe that you are the way and the truth and the life. You would call us children of God, children of the light. And you have illuminated the way forward for us to be living, looking forward here at Raymond Terrace Community Church. So as your children, Lord, we want to do what you are calling us to do. We don't want to be in darkness. We want you to illuminate the areas in our life that need it to be exposed so that we are not tripping over. We don't want to smell God because we are um, not watching where we're going. You have illuminated the way forward. Help us to live as your children and to be able to be pointing and reflecting them towards the true light of the world. Jesus. Amen. Thanks, everyone.